Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Ryecast Network, Ryecast.com. Today's guest is originally from Oregon by way of Dallas, Texas, and has done basically everything you can do in the music business he has been an artist with a touring band, an engineer, a producer, is now one of the partners of State Fair Records, a pretty big deal record label out of North Texas. He's produced records for Madison King, Muir, Pueblo, Bree and the Fellas, and my favorite, The 40 Acre Mule. Oh, yes. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm about to get a musical education, <laughs> Southern style. It's Paul Williams. Woo! Lenny, Neil, <laughs> guys. You forgot amazing college basketball player. I did not know oh, that. Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's talk. Well, so we'll go right I, I got to make one correction. I did not do the 40 Acre Mule record, so oh, my okay. friend John Pettigo did. But, but I, sorry I, to bring that room down. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, was, I, you know, I read as much as I can read. It's okay. But you said you live here now. I live in uh, Brooklyn, Williamsburg. And yes. how, how can you, are you still working on the... Uh, with the company? Yeah. So I had kind of dreams of like starting a uh, sort of New York, you know, uh, imprint or a, like a subsidiary label for our label up here. And I'm kind of too lazy for that oh. to make that happen. <laughs> so so I've still been doing a lot of uh, stuff from back in Texas um, while I'm up here. Aren't you guys mostly country based though? So that's definitely the brand, but we do more than that. We have a couple of uh, R&B soul acts on our label. And I, I did a like a punk rock record last year with a band that was on our label for a while. But uh, our biggest, our most visible artists, one's Joshua Ray Walker and, and, and we just signed 1100 Springs, which are a pretty legendary uh, Texas kind of classic country band. So that's definitely what people think of when they think of us. But there's more to it than that. Wait, so you're, you've come up here to sign to find musical talent. I just came up here for the adventure, you know. And <laughs> I've found a couple of clients in New York, but I've honestly been working on stuff mostly for the label. I've been writing a bunch um, stuff of my own. There's, there's a friend of mine that has a does a library music company for licensing. So I write a bunch of stuff for that. So... And yeah, you're, I still moved to play, Br- you're still playing music? Uh, I'm not playing with the band currently. Okay. So, what did you play? Lead? Mostly guitar. Uh, some lead, some, you know, rhythm. I dabble on a couple of instruments. But, but you, mainly guitar. at one time, you were in a touring band and opened for Oasis, yeah? Yes. And you were opening for them when in the middle they of the. They were huge. Huge. They were big. And in, with the big, was there, did you see any of the fist fights that went on? Yeah, were, between they, super, no, were they super mean? That was, there was no fighting. It sucked, right? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, so th- this is at the height of their power in the yeah. U.S., which was uh, in the late 90s. Right. Right. Morning Glory was the album that they were touring on, which was their biggest U.S. album. That's right. So, yeah, we got to open for them. Um, I was in a band called Tablet on Mercury Records, <laughs> and we opened for Oasis, which was 
pretty awesome. And what did you guys play? Same kind with pop? Yeah, kind of, kind of Brit pop, kind of like uh, English style pop. You guys rock. played Brit pop. Yeah, for tech, and we were from Texas. <laughs> That's so funny. It's very popular. Well, how did they find yeah, you to they open up, up for them? So we were kind of a happening thing in the uh, North Texas area. We had an album that had just come out. We had a song that was doing pretty well on the radio and stuff. And our manager, we had an English manager. So you know how those guys are. Yeah, they're all like you know. Yeah. Buddy, buddy. Yeah. No, I don't know. Somehow he got us on the show. I don't know how he got us on the show, honestly. Um, it was awesome, though. And we didn't get to see any fights between the brothers. <laughs> we did encounter Noel Gallagher, who I'm a huge fan of, backstage. Right. And he basically kind of came up to us and was like, everything going okay? <laughs> you know, he was like really sweet. That was it? Yeah, that was, it? All, that was our entire oh, Oasis right. interaction. Oh, you didn't get punched in the face. Good job. I was like, come on, dude. Hit me. <laughs> so now, wait a second. So let's go back to New York. Can you go to a club and like when you're going out to find talent, do you just go to a club and you're like, mm, I'm going to take and then I like that person. I'm going to go up and then you go find them after the show and tell them who you are. You want, you know, do you Sometimes make that decision I get up on right stage there in the middle of the show and interrupt the song <laughs> do you and make, say like, look, I see this. I see the future. here." Is it like is it like comedy where you just go up to them and go, hey, what are you doing? Who's your manager? Do you blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I have done that. And people that. are super excited. There's a girl on our label, uh, this really young kind of pop, back to the uh, label, genre of the label and the stuff we do. I, we signed a girl who's like kind of more like a pop folk singer named Jade Nicole, who's great. She's like 19 years old. And I literally saw her playing at a pizza place. Here? In Dallas. Oh, in Dallas? Her mother was with, there with her. She was doing open mic. And I went up and had a few beers. And then when I... She had done playing. I went and gave her my card. And about a week later, she called me, and we ended up making a record together. So that does happen. Oh, wow. For sure. And you know that? Like, you you trust yourself? Like, you know that thing? Yeah. Like, what is the thing? For her, with her, it was just like, I wasn't even looking at her. I just heard, you know? I didn't yeah. know what she looked like. I just heard the voice. I was like, whoa, that's like a badass voice. I got to go see what's going on there. And then she ended up having, you know, all the other tools as well, songwriting and stuff. But, I mean... Whatever. Everybody's got their hits and misses, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've been wrong. No, I think that's exciting. And Brooklyn's so hopping right now with so much music in Brooklyn. And I feel like so it's like, okay, can I can I just take that music? Can I take that and just, I don't know, and produce it? Or can I manage yeah. it? Or I don't know what that involves, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, honestly, I've been here. I've been here like almost about a year and a half. And I haven't really like found a ton of clients yet in New York. Um, and I'm kind of like over i don't know over going out like five nights a week and going to see bands i'm too yeah. old for that shit you know what i mean so i kind of like i don't know I, I i have my stable of clients and i get clients through those clients and stuff i don't go out as much to like find bands aren't you supposed to send to. a young assistant to do that exactly. somebody gung-ho right that's what greg does that's, oh, what, that's, okay. that's what we got greg for uh, good yeah, job neil's brother is greg is with us as well just add another uh job that to would his be funny. uh greg went out that's a long resume you have a Music producer, music. Um, so how did you get to the other side of the glass? When you, like, what was the breaking point? You guys are touring with Oasis, and everything's going well, I would guess, and your career's taken off, and then what happens with the band, and how did you get, like, what is the turning point to this? Well, so when we got to make our record, we made one major label record for Mercury, and out in L.A. with this producer named Matt Hyde back in the late 90s, and he's a great producer. And it was just such an awesome experience. It totally opened my eyes. I was like, man, this is fascinating, you know, how all this, how it all comes together. I got the bug then. And then, like, after we kind of were doing pretty well with the band, you know, there's a certain thing called drugs that happened in the, <laughs> in the music business. Okay. And we were tainted by the, uh, the uh, flame of drugs, let's say. Okay. And so we ended up breaking up. We had a, we had a really nasty 
you know, breakup. That's a so familiar I, story for a lot of bands, right? Yeah, Back it's in the day. very cliche. Ah, sorry. Very cliche. No, no, and, no. And that means, so, wait, let's get, so everybody's on, like, the whole band's party? <laughs> well, it only yeah. takes one, Neil. No, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. more like our my good friend to this day, and our singer of our band was having some troubles. And then everyone couldn't, you couldn't. Word get, got out about us, about you know, and so we were, we were kind of like. Tainted. Yeah, we got out of our deal, and we thought we were going to get another deal with somebody, but it, there was a lot of uh, turnover in the in the. There was a lot of corporate takeover back then. A lot of bands were getting dropped. That was kind of the beginning of like when things kind of turned south, um, with um, the onset of streaming and all these things. A lot of consolidation, a lot of like downsizing, but also we kind of had a reputation, and so when we went looking for a new label, we were kind of a little too hot to touch. Oh boy. Yeah. So then, what do you do? So you're like, okay, I'm well, so the perfect opportunity, right? So I'm like, right. shit, I got to do something. That was cool making a record. Right. I had befriended some people in Dallas that had a studio, and uh, I just went and interned for, for like six months. Oh, wow. Learned how to make coffee really well, <laughs> you know? So you started back at the bottom again. Yeah. Wow. Back at the bottom. Started from the bottom. <laughs> I started well, I mean, from the bottom. You guys came from, I mean, bands getting to tour the Oasis, and then you got to go back to that. But that takes a lot, you know, like to go back and go, okay, let's start. Let's do something else. But man, I didn't, but I... How old were you? I loved, you at the time? I loved it. I was like, yeah, like mid late twenties. Yeah. So no, but that was amazing, and I like I had so I got to make records for, and I'm still making records, and that was like twenty years ago when that happened, and that is uh, I still love making records. Um, I'm into some other things now too, but that was, yeah, that was like uh, chapter two. You guys have of any- my life. <laughs> and uh, so State Fair Records, how did you? Uh- Hook up with these guys. Uh, so that's about five years ago we started that company, and there was a girl named Madison King who I was producing, and a couple of my buddies who were also musician guys who um, were interested in forming a company. We were like, "Hey, let's let's coalesce around this album and let's let's start a company and put this record out." And so it started then, and we had our ups and downs, a lot of downs mostly, but we're kind of on a roll now. We got a couple of really nice acts that are doing well, and. So Give we're us. losing less money than we were. Oh, okay. And tell us about a couple of these acts. <laughs> so we got Joshua Ray Walker, yep. who, and he's a country guy, and he's uh, just blowing up, man. He he went over to did a big tour in Scandinavia uh, this last fall. Dude had never been on a plane before. He's a big dude, <laughs> big dude, like two seats. Oh, okay. Big. Okay. And he'd uh, never been on a plane before, and he freaking went over to Scandinavia for like two months and played every night in Norway and Finland and Sweden like and killed it, yeah. killed it oh, wow. selling like 30 pieces of vinyl every night over, oh, wow. over in Norway. So he's going back this fall anyway. So he's kind of our flagship artist. He's been in Rolling Stone and um, he's doing really well. And then in the country tip, 1100 Springs is another uh, act who's a legendary country act who I actually did a couple records with back in the day. We just signed them. We put out their most recent record and uh yeah so and do these artists come to you or do you go to them are they all looking for so 1100 springs you know i had had a long history with them so i think that helped in them being comfortable coming to us as a label uh but yeah some of them we just find out i mean josh josh walker the guy I was talking he's kind of mid-20 so he's younger so one of my partners just happened to see him playing one night and approached him are like, you in the room helping to make the albums and yeah. stuff oh, i mean so not you're... not all of our artists but like i there's a guy named there's another producer that produces quite a bit of the country stuff but I do um, a third to a half of probably the records that we've put out. And yeah, so writing I'm a studio. Writing too or no? Not much writing. Yeah, just, no. just helping to make the album in the studio. I just tell them what's wrong. 
with their writing. <laughs> you know, I correct their mistakes. Yeah, we'll get no, to that. No, I know. Are we almost out, done in the segment? Almost, right? almost. Yeah. So I know. This I got, segment sucks. I, I got to bring it up that that. Do you feel like this whole thing started when you and Greg had a band together? Like, was that band that you and Greg had together? Wait, you, back it up. Back yeah, yeah. it up. Greg. Greg Potter Greg, was in a band. You were in the Greg. band with Greg. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> I Greg, you're on. Barely Mike remember works, this. Greg. It's true. I barely remember, remember this band. Greg, yeah. wait. What do you play? What? I don't, I don't play. He the played Glockenspiel? the Glockenspiel. He played the bass. He just looked cool. <laughs> Greg just looked bass. cool. He had a cool haircut. You're a bass player. I had no idea. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that you you started your band in college, a band in college. Uh, like, where did this come Lord. from? Because in co- our college, you weren't doing anything like this. I, I was doing anything at all in college. <laughs> just playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah, that was the basketball. You period. went to Baylor. I did no, not. No, I went, went to Southwestern South University, University. Oh, yeah, oh, which is all know a small ah. school in Texas. But so you went to basketball part of my you, life. But you, at no point then, you were doing music because yeah. you come out and do music with where you start a band, so it was in you. I started <laughs> playing guitar more like after I left Southwestern. Got it. And okay. then when I got out of college, I got a corporate job, but I hated it, and I just learned how to play guitar when I was like twenty-one. Did your parents play music or did family? No, my mother was a good singer in church. Oh. I mean, they were churchy. They were super churchy. We were so churchy, like there was no instruments in our church. That's how churchy we were. Oh, wow. Acapella singing only. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, that's got to be... That might be another segment. <laughs> yeah. We're not ready for that segment. All right. So you worked with Greg and then you left him behind. Yeah. To play with the real... dust. Yeah. Greg, do you Sorry, regret Greg. that the fork in the road that you didn't take? No, I do regret it. it, it was, <laughs> I regret a lot of things. It was a magical 24 hours of, of that band. Those last eight hours were something else. Oh, man, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, okay, so I got to give you a, a, one question to end this segment. So if I give you an artist that you really wanted to work with, like um, who is your dream artist? Do you want to go, like if you would want a Lady Gaga or it doesn't matter or what genre, what artist is out there? Like, man, I would love to produce that record. Um, that's a good question. That's an awesome question. Awesome question. Well done, Lenny. Lenny. Well, I'm gonna know. say I'm gonna I'm gonna mention an artist that I've only recently discovered because I'm lame and I'm kind of really behind the eight ball. But there's a really cool artist called LP. LP. Yeah, he's a rapper or it's a woman. It's, it's a, a woman, woman uh, sort of songwriter, pop, Out of super where? androgynous uh, singer songwriter, pop. Out of woman. Out of uh, L.A. 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 Uh, she was from here, but I think she's now from L.A. But she's written songs for like Christina Aguilera. And she's like a kind of a like happening songwriter. But now she's like in the last few years has uh, started doing her own All right. music. Like a Sheryl Crow? Dude, a, a it's like Cheryl hard Crow? to even explain. It's <laughs> um, it's it's just it's LP. Sunny life. It's just LP. What do you want? Check out LP. And by the way, the people listening, you're not the Paul Williams who wrote all those famous songs back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old fashioned love song, Rainbow Connection, Love no. Boat theme. If only. Yeah. If only. <laughs> Do people think when you call them on the phone, it's like that Paul Williams? Well, everybody thinks that they're the first person that ever made that joke. Right. Right. Hey, yes. you're that guy. Yeah. It's like, fuck, hey, I'm like nine feet tall. And, <laughs> you know. and he's a little tiny guy. Well, he's almost like you've almost forgot about him now. And you know what? Like he's, 10, 10 he's, years the head ago, of, he's the head of uh, ASCAP. Oh, he is the president of ASCAP. Oh, shit, wow. so. Yeah, he's like a happening, and it might be BMI. I might be totally getting this wrong, but one of the two big PRO companies, I think right. it's As- ASCAP and BMI, he is the president of one of those two big organizations and has been for a few years. He's like in his 70s, and wow. yeah. he's still still chugging. Yeah. yeah. 
Still yeah. living off that music. Wow. It's Paul Williams, man. He Come on. It's all about it. being Paul Williams. It's a he great name for music. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. All right, let's move to the next one. Um, I want to ask a bunch of inside music questions. Okay. Um, this is where I get exposed as a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Could you imagine? All right, I'm not in the music business yeah. at all. It's all a sham. Totally. The North Dallas scene. That, like, is that a, like, how heavy is that scene? Because I started doing some research. Obviously, it, it must be a pretty big scene because you have all these bands. They're all playing down there. Is it as big as Nashville, New Orleans, the New York scene? Like, every, every place has a scene. Like, Tennessee, the Nashville scene is blowing up from what I hear. Yeah, really blowing up. Big. They just had a tornado. In yeah. Fact. <laughs> yeah. It's like literally circling the ground. Yeah. But is it like, uh, is it mostly country music down there or is it like, Dude. is it Be- Beale Street? Dude, you know? so Dallas, I, I, I say Dallas, I shouldn't just say Dallas. So Dallas, Fort Worth, Denton, like North Texas. Right. It's as good as any scene in its own way. It's as good as any scene in the company. I mean, sort of the the big studio infrastructure, the big label infrastructure, that doesn't really exist so much there. It's more smaller, you know, independent um, businesses in that in that regard. But the level of musicianship and bands and and camaraderie, if not competition, is as good as right up there, man. And they're like North Texas, University of North Texas, Texas is like this phenomenal legendary music school especially for like jazz there's like snarky puppy this band is a big touring act is um from denton wow um but no it's right up there man it's it's how does it compare to like uh the austin scene right now like is that more our film and whatever or is there a a music scene down there there's an incredible music scene there i i would say that like uh, um they're they're the same but different they're both great um austin has sort of more of a like reputation historically as being like this amazing live music town or music town. But I think, um, you know, Dallas is right up there with any, any scene. So there is. And very diverse. Like, I mean, the hip hop scene in Dallas has gotten really out of control in a good way. Wow. Um, Erica Badu is like a huge act from there that has kind of paved the way for a lot of that country music's huge. The just, it's just all over the jazz scene's huge. It's, um, is there a very underrated a particular place to go like here would be like CBGB's back in the day. And then, you know, you got Beale Street in Memphis. Is there a specific place that people should go if they're like, I want to go check Deep out Ellum. Dallas where Deep Ellum, Deep Ellum, Deep Ellum is kind of always historically been the scene, the the scene of the scene. All right. And kind of still is. I mean, Did it's, it, it's dealt, dealt with a lot of whatever gentrification issues and shit like that, you know, like every place does. But it's still pretty. I mean, you can see music getting out of it. But you're saying the music are, scene is hopping? Is it yeah, doing well? Are people yes. making a living down there with these bands? They can just, just go around to, I don't know, wherever, lit bars and blah, 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 whatever. I mean, there's, there's, we have Clubs. four or five bands on our label that are pretty regularly touring bands that basically make their living as musicians. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it happens. But I, I don't, to that question, I don't think it's any, really any different than any other scene you know it's hard but i feel it's like hard out there for a i pimp. feel like music we always talk about like there's no bands because we grew up with like all these bands like you two and bruce or wh- yeah. whatever there, there's big bands that hung together and they played forever and but you're telling me that's not that's still out there but we just never i just never hear about it because i'm not like there's because uh, now it feels like only thing is just hip-hop and and someone puts a single out there's no yeah, there's sure. no rock there's and no, roll left there's sure. no there's nothing else like but there is i there guess there is but, but it's not as no it's well the, you know there's just so much content right there's just so much saturation of um and, and hip-hop is certainly like the most popular you know form of music i would uh i would imagine um man things have changed you know like um yeah people used to be able to sell records and they could make a living doing that that has so you know, how do you do it now what happens what happens a tablet now how does tablet 
become like if you go back i mean if you're there now today you're 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 or any of these in a bands. band what do you do are they touring the world yeah. or are they how are they getting their music out there you have to, to you have to be touring you have to to make a living really to, and being like a proper band like in terms that we're talking about you have to go out there and make fans and you have to go out there and get paid to play live music i mean you can't obviously make you you can't have a career just selling records anymore i mean that's it's been a long time since that was the case so you have to be willing to build up a fan base and if you can go out and p- play for three or four hundred people a night or a thousand people a night you know on it's tour big. then you can make a living doing it um, is it so. good around the world do the did people around the world crave uh american bands like the like um, they do in europe and, so i can't speak for japan i haven't been to japan never been greg can greg can speak for japan yeah. <laughs> i was in spain last september and like there was a Americana festival going on in Barcelona and people were just going a s for it. And and in fact, I ran into like some people I knew from Texas just randomly and that were playing at this Americana. So they love it. Just they live it. Just come bring your band over here. They don't. So yeah, but no, it's different. You know, like, yeah, you you, you just don't sell records. You got to got to find other ways to. And so so what's happened also because of that is like bands have become much more willing to just like use licensing or you you know work with commercial companies to like get a little extra money like i remember when i was growing up that was like you're a chump if you, yeah now you want to get your song on a car commercial that's how you start like that's how you start <laughs> yeah, your career yeah, right because well then because that, that was the end it. of a career yeah <clears throat> right 20 years ago you know so well like a girl was a margot price or something margot i don't know from the only way i ever found her was anthony she was on the anthony bourdain show and i was watching anthony bourdain yeah. and then she was just like a part of the show and i was like I will. I'll go download that album. It sounded pretty good. Yeah. But then she disappears. I mean, I just, I stopped listening to her. But I, that's the only way I found her. But maybe I'm just too old. Like I don't go out to clubs and stuff. So well, yeah, it's just weird, that, like that. No, it's the just, way that people market themselves and try to like get, gain clicks and gain, you know, it's just so. Because well, so when I went to the U2 concert recently, and I thought that I was all excited, I got tickets to U2, and yeah. me and Beth will go to U2. And in my head, I think, oh, my God, I'm all these little kids are going to be there. It's going to be I'm going to be no. like I'm literally like the youngest person. Didn't that feel good? <laughs> yeah, you that had to feel I, great. I was so, so I was so shocked. Not one young person listened to it's YouTube. gone. It's so so it's I guess it's just all hip hop or bands or I don't know. You have to go. Do you when you're younger, you have more time to go through all that. I don't know. I don't know either, man. It's just so different. <laughs> it's just so different. You work with everybody, jazz, folk, blues. What do you have a preference of like technically who is easier to work with or or do you like working with? Like jazz is very intricate compared to say I don't know. You know what band, I like doing now? Chords. I like working with like kind of what I here's what I really like to do. I like to work with like a singer who's got some songs and may or may not have a band, but I can come in and help shape the sound of like what the band would be. Like I, when I first started out, I was just so happy to be working with anybody and, and, you know, loving to work with bands, but I, I'm just kind of getting to where I like to have too much control over things. So I I prefer to work, work with somebody that's got like a thing, but they need like to fill that thing out. They need like to support that thing with other, you know, sounds and instruments and stuff like that. And I I really like to work with artists where I can create sonic, you know, soundscapes and stuff. Speaking of that, I was watching, um, so Billie Eilish won everything. Yeah. And and uh, I went down that rabbit hole and I looked her up on YouTube. They're very very good musicians. Am I nuts? Because they I saw them technically. First of all, they did it all in their house. They they mastered it's her and her the, brother. Her and her brother. Yeah. And that guy explained how they put together like the album and all yeah. the yeah like all the stuff that's going on. He's in one room. She's in another room. They're sure. literally in an apartment building and they're sure. just 
playing with sounds, like you said, working on these little things. And I mean, technically they seem, and she was very determined, you know, as saying how, um, every note that she sang on like bad guy was on the same pitch and you know, like very like gets, it was pretty impressive all the layering that they did technically. Yeah. But is that different than what goes on in a real studio no. or it's the same thing? No. I are mean, people, that's, that's what, are you dying breed like behind an actual glass in a room or because people can just do this in their house now on their computer? Well, people can do that. And, um, but no, I mean, you can't like, you couldn't get like a six piece jazz band in your bedroom oh, to course. record. So there, there's obviously certain scenarios where you, there's proper old school studios with lots of equipment is still very vital. I mean, in New York, like they're all over the place and they, they're busy all the time, you know? So everybody wants to go make a ton of noise, you know, and be in a band or whatever when they're young. And so you still need like, I mean, when you're, when you're doing what I was talking about or what you were talking about, like working with an individual artist, it's obviously a lot easier to kind of like do it in a space that's more, you know, homey. Right. Her brother's name is Phineas. Yeah. By the way, Phineas. Yeah. Interesting side note. Now do you, all your bands, you have to do the whole freaking YouTube shit and all, you have to do all that with your bands. Like if you're, you have to be like, okay, you got to get a viral thing and then we're going to, you got to play that game. God damn it. You try it, but you know what? It's It's, on them. It's on them. I can't do that. I hate doing that. I like making records. (laughs) I'm not going to like go necessarily. I know. It's like, you know, Film the band like cooking dinner, yeah. or, like shaving their <laughs> pet. You I know? gotta agree on TikTok and get a TikTok. Right. It's, it's so lame. Um, I, I mean, but I guess that's works. I mean, if you get a it bunch of for some hits, people, but God, it's, it's so humiliating. Like, I, I couldn't I, do it. Like, I'm, I know, you know. Can I ask you about the room, the studio itself? Are there, like, I was watching Dave Grohl, big fan of mine, by the way. Dave Grohl, <laughs> we met Dave, <laughs> we Grohl. met Dave, Dave Grohl, awesome. Yeah, uh, he seems like about the coolest guy. In the he's world. the coolest guy in the he world. Literally he literally nice... is the coolest guy in the world. I was, you meet him in two seconds, you're like, This is the coolest guy in the world. I was having the greatest moment, then I got, um, it got, all got destroyed. <laughs> Every night, Neil chats up celebrities, and then somebody will come in. And are you starstruck, Neil? I had loaded up. Uh, I was trying to. All I was trying to do was work my way to, to Kurt, Nirvana. To Nirvana. I was just. I had a four step. Like, Dave, you, let's take a picture. In my in my head, I had a four step system to get to Kurt to Nirvana. What happened? And I I was almost there. I had worked. He just made some song on some charity song, and I I hit him with the charity song. He went crazy. I mean, he's like, no one's talked to me about the charity song. He goes <laughs> off, and I'm like, okay, charity song, and then charity song to uh to Foo Fighters. And then I was one step away. I was right into Nirvana. He was talking to me. We're both drinking beer. And then one of Lenny's friends, hey, Dave, can I get a picture real fast? <laughs> and he cuts right in there. He takes a picture. And when Dave, when he asked Dave for a picture, he left. He, he didn't want any part I mean, part Neil was on hour two. Like, so yeah, yeah, get he, cut to the chase, Neil. You don't only have a certain amount of time. It happened, it happened with quicker. Kevin Klein, and too. And he was like, thank God I'm out. I was know. building a relationship, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Neil. Maybe we'll meet him again someday. But he was like, he did that piece where they went around to different famous studios in on HBO. They went around to these famous studios and recorded songs and wrote songs for whatever town. I saw that. And they talk about like the room itself, like the the room in Joshua Trees, that's old studio. Like it has a vibe. Mm-hmm. And then you go down in England or like Abbey Road Studios that has a vibe. Blackbird Studio, Electric Lady Studio here. Like, do is that real? Like you um, walk in, you're like, have you been I to these rooms? It. Uh. Not any of those just mentioned. I've been to some pretty famous studios, um, but not those particular ones. So that's pretty inside baseball, right? Like right. it's it's like if you're a geek like me, yes. or like a nerd, like a music nerd or whatever, like you will flip out about that shit. I would say that like in practical terms, it's more about like the construction of the studio and how it was built and it right. might like sound a certain like a drum kit will sound a certain way right. in a room. 
And that's kind of as much as anything, that's what that's about. But those guys walked in where it's like they hit the drum, the drummer hits the thing. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like it sounds amazing in the yeah. room. And so yeah. you're like, oh, cool. We're going to get it. You know, you go to some punk ass studio and it sounds like shit in the room. You're not going to get a good sounding record. So <laughs> that's kind of what that's about, I think. Right. But, but, the, but own- there's also a lot of just cachet of like that. Oh my God. Fleetwood Mac recorded here. You know, shit. This is going to be awesome. There's certainly that element as well. L- I, I have to ask you about this. You worked with a guy named Nick Griffiths, who was I- Pink Floyd. Uh, Roger Waters engineer. Yes. What did you pick up from that guy? You said he was a big influence. Uh, So yeah, he was really who I learned from most at first. He was the biggest like uh, mentor for me. Mostly what I learned from him was some really funny phrases that (laughs) are like, just like his colloquial colloquialisms. Oh, just like, um, for instance. Yeah. So if he wanted to add, uh, like if I'm engineering for him and we're listening to something and he wants to add some reverb mm-hmm. to something, he would be like, ah, dump a load of jizz on it. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, that's reverb? Yeah, that's reverb. That became to be, that. I, I realized pretty soon that that meant reverb or echo or whatever. Okay. Or he would be like, you know, uh, if something sounded small or something, he'd be like, ah, that sounds a bit pony. <laughs> so lots of really good funny um but yeah he was supposedly he was the guy yeah. who recorded the kids singing oh. we don't need no education wow they were on tour and he did that session while they were out of out touring supposedly that's legendary the, legend right? has it yeah so, technically how great is my band steely dan like they i've seen them online as well talk about every back music piece that they layered on top and whatever uh-huh. and they had to go get the right session musician they fired they listened to eight guys in a yeah who do their and like is that uh perfectionists yeah i mean that's yeah that's not uncommon i mean well that level of like skill and determination and you know i mean the guys that they had playing that certainly amazing doesn't right? happen every day right that you were in that band yeah, I was in that band. Yeah, no, I, I followed that band. I know the guys in that. I know some of the guys in that yeah? band. Yeah, yeah. My cousin, believe it or not, is the accountant for some of those guys. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, John Harrington and and um, How about Bernard Purdy. You ever met Bernard he ne- Purdy? I he never met Bernard Purdy. I wish I met Bernard Purdy. Just the little Purdy shuffle. <laughs> He's a famous drummer. Everybody. Anyway, um, uh, I gotta have a horn section when I listen. If you give me a horn section. It makes everything better. Like, can I give you a piece of music? Paul Simon, Late in the Evening, right? That's a good song. But as soon as he puts the horn section in there, yeah, that makes it. Of course. So do you, does that what an engineer really adds? Like, do you just constantly come up with creative ideas to like, um, that you just throw these at the wall and then they, they pick them, you know, the artist is like, I don't want that in my sound or you constantly come up with great ideas that get shot down instantly. (laughs) No, I mean, it's, it's all different kind of collaborations. I mean, the artists might have, you know, I mean, some artists will come in with like, for instance, if you're going to have put horns on songs or on a record, I might write some charts for the, or come up with the horn parts myself. The artist might already have the horn parts. They come in with charts and the guys just read them or they might just, you know, it just happens kind of, can be very organically or it can be very structured right um but i agree with your general out outlook on horns <laughs> i like horns well not for like a folk record <laughs> but i understand that all right we're ready to move on neil any more technical yeah, what's questions the most important- i'm sorry I, I ruined that segment no no, no it was we, great what do you mean we're like we we all think we're musicians. i'll try to do better on the third i'll ask inside i would love the inside baseball stuff is there anything we should know what what is the most important part of like is the key to the song like bruce bringing in the whole like the lyrics and then you can figure out the rest or is it the other part that's the music is more important like if if bruce walks in with born to run 
and he just gives you the lyrics like, "Oh, tramps like that." Yeah. And it's like, "I got this song. I don't know how it's gonna go." And they're like, "What's Why don't we what, put a sax what? on that?" Or is it the writing that's more important? Is it the writing that's the hardest, or obviously the singing? I guess the voice and all that. But oh man, you're trying to pin me down to this answer that it, it, <laughs> it's the impossible. answer is it just depends. The answer yeah. it, it just depends on the artist, right? I mean, it's is there one thing we should know about engineering? That like if we wanted to become an engineer, what's I the want first to become thing a we musician. should do? You you have no chance. <laughs> Neil's toned yeah, down. I can't sing. Uh, yeah. You know what? For, to be a good, what you need to know, what you need to realize to be a really good engineer is that sort of music and sound, mm-hmm. it's math. It's math. Oh, it's like frequencies. The frequencies that instruments put off. Yeah, you know, is it's all about it's all about cycles of sound. It's all about you know a ba- you know a low bass frequency right. has a certain you know cycle and when you really can get it when you really can get your head around it the frequency spectrum of instruments you know every instrument has their own kind of range of notes that they play that's a that's a function of math and that's probably the biggest thing is it's all math music is very mathematical lenny's interesting because i'm a big math guy but let me ask you one question because we're out of time that big board when you have the all that's all the dials in front of you and all that stuff in front of you you can hear it like you go like i when i watch the guy like Put his hand all the way down the end of the board to like the second to last level and just bring it up a tiny. Mm-hmm. You bit. can hear I, that. You can hear that. Uh, are you just, are you just feeling like you got to do something? I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> no, so like that, that particular instance. Yeah. That's when somebody from the record company came in, and the guy's just trying to make himself like seem like he's important. He's, 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 he's got to like, make money with a lot of passion. <laughs> kind of like, like almost the big. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So no, I can. I mean, if you have an ex- of experience. You know, I'm looking at your board right now. Yeah. And you're talking about the second we to have last. Overkill. It's, yeah. a, it's embarrassing. This all board. The, all we have the, no <laughs> idea what all these dials in the middle do. I know what the volume does. Well, if you look from top to bottom. Yeah. One strip. They're all yeah. the same. If you go left or right, they're all the same. So right. once you once you learn one, you know them all. Lenny got he got upsold. I'm at the need store. A lesson Someone later. upsold him. He said, "Who's where did he spend a hundred dollars and he spent five thousand? Smaller in the picture. That's all I'm saying. Wait, so I I, see, Neil, I Neil, see you more as Neil. the the do you I see you more as the the, the snapper roller in the clubs <laughs> like the agent the agent like you know like in a, whatever uh, Bradley Cooper's movie you're like the guy that finds the girl and then she's you start making her make crappy videos music. He's videos. all of it now. That's are the you are you the guy in the the studio which one do you want to do more are you the agent because i'll go out with you and find talent that's what i think i'd be good okay. at okay dude we're you're hired <laughs> <laughs> Neil, I'm fine. Shit. this is me ready after i hear anybody sing man that that's amazing yeah amazing i can Neil get that is let me give you money <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me. the third one i want to do is hotels because you know you go on the road with these bands you've been on the road with bands you know i've been on the road constantly like just doing a bunch of stuff now all i Give me your overall, like you, at first it's great, and then it's just one hotel after another one, but now are you a hotel snob? Um, so in terms of being on tour, I, there was about probably about a two-year period where I was on tour a lot of the time. So that's the window, which is, a, you know. Where were you staying? Like five stars? <laughs> point five stars. <laughs> I would love a good point five star hotel. If you're on tour, do you get a better, like if you're on tour of the Oasis, good hotel. You're on tour by yourself, not so good yeah. a hotel. Well, free let breakfast. me say this. Yeah. I love hotels. I freaking you love do. hotels. All right, there I we go. I love good hotels. Stuff. What about motels? Uh, well, let him talk about why he loves hotels. Well, why do you like hotels? I just like the fact that you walk in there and it's all clean and neat yeah. and you can just kind of like throw your shit down and then like... You know, they'll pick it up for you later. Great question. Let's go right to the next one. Do you like room service or you, like a lot of comics will get the first day. Thank you. Put the thing on the door. Don't touch it again. They don't they trust no one. So are you one of those guys who wants his room clean constantly or trust no one? 
Uh, I get my room clean when I leave. You know, I don't let them like if I leave oh, for the day, I'll be like, hey, uh, come clean my room. So you trust. I'm not huge on room service, though. No. It's just too expensive. Greg. Now, Greg, Greg just so Greg you know, in. Greg hotels? is a connoisseur of New York hotels. He has stayed at the yep. pen- he is like they know him by name at the Peninsula Hotel, which is a nice. They're like, hello, Mr. Potter. Greg, back in the day, Are you a hotel that's guy? Wall Street, Greg. I used to be a hotel guy, yeah. but I don't like going to hotels anymore. So really? I'm really just I like just my own place, home. my own house. Neil, hotels. Man, I used to don't like Don't even them. lie to me. I'm no. going to say right now, Neil loves hotels. I, of course, I'm never doing Airbnb. I'm a hotel guy over Airbnb. So, yeah. yes. However, Bethel's all of a sudden took the joy out of my hotel staying. Why? Because I was kind of like a bad hotel guest. But now she's like... You got to tip, tip everybody. <laughs> Don't use the effing towels. Just use one towel what? your whole trip. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. She's like, that's wasting. And they put the little sign in the bathrooms now. Don't waste energy and don't waste this. Use one towel the no. whole time. So now I'm just like, that's a now it's problem. no different in my apartment. I'm using one towel. Please don't make the bed. <laughs> don't work in here, lady or man, please. And so now the hotel, I, Bethel sucked the joy out of like hotel staying, just so you know. So funny, like even, I used to be the same thing. Oh, I'm gonna use this one towel. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, now I, you can't. Yeah. That's what's great about hotels. Yeah, yeah. towels. No, I towels. feel awful. <laughs> and then I, I read that that's oh, their problem. Like, I'm paying for the room. I agree. I feel terrible for anyone to clean my room, so I literally put up the do not. I don't want them in my room. I don't want them to work. I feel bad for them. And then. They've all been assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. So now I feel even worse. <laughs> I don't want anybody in my Where room. Where are we so going? I might as well just stay in my car, like in the parking lot outside a hotel. No, I do like European hotels. I like looking like on a European vacation where I'm going to stay. And I, I like the breakfast. Do you like the separate beds like in European hotels? Yeah, sometimes I do that for the okay. double bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's not it's, bad. it's kind of weird. Like the separate, my wife likes the separate because she thinks she sleeps better. She doesn't like sleeping next to me. Oh, she, she thinks I snore. Yeah, you do snore. No, I don't. I thought you did the breathe right, right strips. I did. It, it stopped there, right? No, it helps. You didn't. You stopped doing them. I stopped doing them. Yeah, I knew. It was because taking you could, the skin off my exactly. nose. Exactly. <laughs> I tried it too. It hurts. We have a recording of uh, Lenny snoring for yeah. the segment four coming yeah. up soon. Um, Wait, but so, bad hotels. I've stayed at some bad hotels. The yeah. first thing that drives me nuts about a bad hotel, and this is the biggest difference, the blinds don't close all the way. <laughs> There's always some little dot on the blind, which drives me freaking nuts. And that's how you know, like... Step, I mean, the bed sucks, and then the blinds don't close, and that little sliver will drive me to drink. How do they not solve this problem? They they want to torture you. That's part of the best Western feel. <laughs> and the pillows suck. So I'm <laughs> no. That's the thing. It's the pillows. It's the all about pillows. the pillows. Because yeah. like a great pillow makes all the difference. Oh my god! You I, know, I've asked front desks for who makes this pillow. Like, go get me a better pillow. Yeah, go get me a better pillow. The, some of these pillows. I was just at uh, down in. Atlanta Can I have City. a pillow upgrade, please? What's the nicest they hotel you Supposedly you can ask for a pillow upgrade if you know the right... I've If you know the right guy. Jim Norton used to go down to the front desk. Can I get... You can say... I forget what the phrase is. Like feather pillows or something. I need a feather... And they have a couple in the back that they will bring up to your room. So you can, if you want to be a big pain in the ass about it, get slip a better them a, pillow. Slip them a 20. Well, Greg doesn't Maybe. do... You only do Airbnbs now. You stop doing hotels. I, I do a lot of Airbnbs. Why would you want to stay in somebody else's house? Because they have a kitchen and we have to, my wife likes to cook for the kids. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're on wherever it's you awful. are. You're on That's vacation. Smart. Aren't you it's, supposed it's, to? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough being married. <laughs> in general, what's the best hotel you've stayed at? The best hotel I've stayed at the Chateau in L.A. Uh, is that a good hotel? I it guess. is a pretty good hotel. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we stayed there once. We stayed at. Um, let, let me. Let we me. stayed at the one in Vegas. We stayed at a really nice hotel in Vegas last year for about a week. Um, oh, it had an Italian name. It was oh, a Bellagio. Casino. No, it was not the Bellagio, but it was like the Venetian. 
maybe. Venetian. Yeah, it's the Aria. The Venagio. I, <laughs> I stayed at Caesars. Like, it's nice. Aria is nice. It's like a big Aria's cruise nice. ship. Yeah. Aria is super nice. But Vegas hotels but they make are you, all... But they make you walk through the casino. Like, yeah. to get to your... It takes you 30 minutes to get yeah. from like the door to your room. Because oh, you got to walk through the, ho- yeah. the casino. It's exhausting. Everything's well thought out to torture you. To, to take your money. Yeah. Yeah. To get it. Caesar's Palace, I walked from one end to the other end. That was a three-hour walk. <laughs> three There and back <laughs> took me three hours. It's huge. I like the Le Mondrian in L.A. That was fun. I stayed there one time. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. And Any Andes is usually really sweet. Well, the best hotel we stayed at was the uh, the one in D.C. across from the White House, the Hay, the Trump, the Haymarket. <laughs> yeah, that was the Trump. Trump owns everything, and the, and we paid shitloads of money, me and Bethel, and we got there, and it was so nice. We just fell asleep and slept like for twenty four straight hours in this room, mm-hmm. and the only thing we really paid for, I told you this, is when you walk in the door, they go, "Hello, Mr. Potter." That's what we paid for. That's why we paid four hundred dollars. We paid for that hello. (laughs) What about the one you stay in uh, in London? Didn't you have a great one in London? Yeah, London's super nice, but not like they didn't say they didn't say hello, Mister Potter. That's a big difference. So you keep saying you keep keep saying Beto. Are are you with Beto? Beto Beto O'Rourke. Bethel, uh, yeah, I love Bethel. Bethel. That's your Bethel. guy. Bethel. Bethel, Karen. Bethel. Okay. Bethel, Bethel is. Sorry for the confusion. That's my love. wife. That's my wife. Ah. He says wife, but. But Beto sweet. was there for a little bit if you want to talk politics. He was there for a couple seconds. No. Uh, temperature we, in we, the room. Temperature in the room. That's big, too. Yeah. Yes. They have the thermostat that you can adjust. I was in, where were we? Uh, uh, Italy. And it, like, that would not let us adjust this stupid thing. You know, like, it, it, I was sweating the entire time. They hate air conditioning in it, in Europe, and they ice. They oh, don't, it's so weird in Europe. So Bunch weird. of weirdos. <laughs> what do you do when you go what to... What are you doing over there? What do you do when you first go into your hotel room? Uh, maybe I'm the only set one. Set the temperature exactly yeah. where I want it. Yeah. What do you do? Um, take a shower in my clothes. No, no, no. <laughs> take a shower. No, I look out the stuff. window to see what, do I, what am I looking at. I go right I to the mattress. Flip it over oh and check for bed bugs. Ah, <laughs> Ever over. since I got bed bugs, I flipped the little even thing if it's over. a nice hotel. Every hotel, first bugs? thing I do, I have bed bugs here in the city, and so Ooh. every time I go to a hotel, I flip the little thing and, and I see the bed bugs because I think I got it in Chicago and brought it back here. Can they invent a room key that will not will work my entire stay just <laughs> no. once? No. no, if it cuts, if it goes next to anything electronic, a phone, they never work. I blink wrong. <laughs> I got to go all the way back downstairs and say, reset this stupid thing. Come on, man. And at some of these hotels, all the floors look exactly the same. I'm not even joking. Mike and I stayed in this hotel for a week doing stand up. We got off at the wrong floor at least eight times, walked all the way to the what we thought was our room at least th- three times. <laughs> And we we were putting the keys in the door until finally Mike goes, we're on the wrong, we're on five, like five. How did we get? We were on sixteen. That's the thing. Know. You weren't in Texas when that happened. You might have got shot. Shot. That's all we need. Oh my god. What's the best hotel in Dallas? That one, the one, uh, the the Omni's pretty nice. What's the one in the not above Deep Elm? It's shit. I forgot that one. That was I a don't nice know. one. Oh, Neil. God I dang it. Know. Um. Also big for me is the food in the casino. It, it's got to be something outside of this, outside of the realm of the hotel. Because I don't know, the bag of peanuts in the lobby of the hotel is going to be six dollars. But no, if I walk across the street, that's yeah. CVS. It's going to be back to a dollar. Well, you can't touch the food in the room. You can't touch the food in the. Hotel. I never know it's if the water working. is complimentary or not. No, it's not. In Vegas, they actually weigh it out, so you can't even move it. You can't move it. If you move it, they charge it, so you can't do anything. You don't, and they you won't tell you. They, the worst no, part no, is they, they won't they, tell you. You call laughing, the front desk, yeah, it's free, they won't tell you. They're yeah. laughing at you. But they you, have you trapped, man. But you don't go for the free breakfast in a hotel? Is that your first thing? Like, 
Sometimes there's free breakfast. I'm not much of a breakfast guy. I'm like, uh, I sleep late. Yeah. I'm a late sleeper. He missed it by 10 minutes. I always miss it by 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's torture. But when you, when we travel to Europe, we always get the free breakfast because mom mom and dad love the free breakfast. Well, no, I get it. So some of them are good free breakfast, but you're, yeah, they used to at the Motel 8. That's not a great breakfast. It's four muffins. Yeah, because Greg won't let the parents stay at his house anymore, so they have to stay at the Marriott Courtyard here, and it's just the worst breakfast oh, ever. Breakfast. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's like the, the frozen waffles, and you have to make it yourself. It's embarrassing. Frozen I've been to waffles. some hotels where they have the free breakfast, and are, like I was, we went out on tour with Madison King and Old 97s, and we were staying at a hotel in Santa Fe, and these old people were uh, enjoying the free breakfast in the lobby of the, and then they would kind of look from time to time to either side, and then they would go like let their friends in the door. What? <laughs> Who weren't staying at the hotel? Where is this? I like that. Santa, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, I like that a lot. There's a lot of pilfering of the free breakfast I by use uh, that. Some senior citizens. Oh, Got to watch out for those seniors. That's super smart. Trump's gonna have to build a wall outside of the Santa Fe. <laughs> that's a good way to make some extra cash. Just charge hotel. a little. Oh, that's nice. Oh my god. You know what else drives me nuts? If like uh, the TV is weak. The good news about Aruba. If you go to Aruba, they have New York television and they have a lot of channels. Um, hotels, big yeah. hotels, casinos usually have good channels, but. Here's one. Uh, when I was in Dallas, staying in that hotel, all I got, you know, the local TV commercials are like, "Come on down to Billy Bob's Hail Sale." You know, like the, all the cars got pelted by hail when we were there, so they had a hail sale. That's Texas for you. There you go. But I mean, um, I gotta have some good TV. Like now, if you don't have the NFL Network or you know a lot of ESPN, you stink. Yeah. No, I mean all the hotels. Gotta go to Aruba. You gotta. Oh, there you go. Let's you go. go to, no, you got to go to a better place. Now, the the, the the hotel, I just thought about the the, ho- the inn on Turtle Inn or something. Turtle, in uh, uh, yeah, Turtle Creek. Uh, that was always supposed to be this elite, That's the fancy, like, that's fancy the super hotel. fancy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I thought of it. See, I'm not. I'm not uh, Turtle Creek. It's like nine stars, I think. Yeah, yeah. It has got the, the, the double stars. And now, but the peninsula in, in New York was great, Greg, or no? My life has been defined by uh, there's two parts of my life before my marriage and kids and, <laughs> and after and I don't remember anything before so I have no fucking that's idea. that's funny because we remember your before and uh, there's a lot tell, of hotels people there. remind me right now. you I, used to tell yeah. me all the time uh, like I stayed just, at many hotels I'm just casually gonna go stay at the Peninsula four Hotel seasons. I yeah I, I, I love Peninsula that. Four Seasons the I Four Seasons idea. here in this city how nice is the well, Four I'd Seasons break here. up with my girlfriend just go stay at the Four Seasons for a couple nights how was it love it it's great did it make you feel better. It's, I, thinking back, I can barely remember. But it was I know nice you stayed there. in good hotels. What's the best hotel, Greg? I think I've stayed all of them, man. Oh. In, in New York, a lot of new nice ones in New York. Mm. Just because the five seasons. Wait, liked, do you hop in? Are you like? Well, I remember. I remember. I had a customer. We were at the Peninsula one time, and my one of my clients was there, and he he's from Texas, and he I had to go pick him up. We're going to go out to play golf, and he goes, man. They charged me ten bucks for a takeout coffee here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I went back and I said, "You gonna charge?" Because I, I was paying for this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's ten bucks, man. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> no, now that was like that was really. I was kind of shocked. Yeah, myself. now that's like twenty five dollars. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I just changed my mind. I hate hotels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's funny. like movie theaters. Somehow they figured out they could charge everybody for everything, and then they figured it out like yeah, airplanes and and like they try figured. a casino hotel down in Atlantic City where you can't really go outside because it's Atlantic City. No, that's like well, Vegas. Gotcha. A Starbucks in Vegas in the Vegas hotel Starbucks coffee costs like almost five twenty. For a Starbucks coffee or at a regular yeah. Starbucks costs two something. So they just, it's, I don't know how they get away with great it. Great hotels, though, they'll, they'll do great stuff. Like, uh, I think I left a jacket one time at Caesars Palace in Vegas. I called them, like, yep, we have it. God, Give us your feeling. address. And they sent it 
No problem. Yeah. No problem. Mr. That's the Hay Adams in DC. I, re- I highly recommend that hotel. The Hay Adams? It's, I think it's called the Hay Adams. It's right. You, you Like uh, Hay Adams. I think so. You're literally looking at the White House. It's the coolest thing. And every all the senators are eating in the thing. Yeah, yeah. All you the hotels feel, in DC are ridiculously expensive. You feel expensive, like you're part of that nice. world. Yeah, they're, they're all nice. They're nice. All right. Let's move on. We're going to play uh, the fourth corner. It's called This, That, and the Other Thing. I'm going to give you a choice of one of two things. Which would you take? Or you can go off the board and take a third one. Let's do it. Okay. A topic, you mean. Topic, yep. All right, we start off very simple. Nuts, cashews, almonds, pistachios. Almonds. Neil? Well, this is a tough one. Almonds are everywhere now. I cannot buy trail mix, by the way. Like, every trail mix starts with their major thing is almonds. Is there a run on almonds? I don't like almonds. President Obama said. What? He said that he used to eat his big snack. Was almonds. Seven. Almonds. (laughs) Almonds. <laughs> he had seven almonds. Yeah, yeah, seven almonds true. at night. He, he said, "I only eat my big treat is I treat myself at night to seven almonds." almonds. Are dominating my yeah. checks mix. If you go to like yeah. Whole Foods, I don't like they, this. Give me a a trail mix with no almonds. Well, Any I, other nuts? I'm, I'm going, totally screwed up. I should have chosen cashews <laughs> or whatever it was. I'm going straight pistachios. I'm doing terrible at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going straight pistachios because they're most. There's some reason they're really expensive. Expect. Like pistachios and you are gotta really work. Good. Wait, now are they shelled or not shelled? No, I want to do the work or the, you don't want to do the work. I started getting the pistachio bites at Trader Joe's, but they're just as expensive. But the shells are more expensive. But we grew up on the red ones, the red really? pistachios. Really, the red ones that got all over your, fi- all over your fingers? Yeah, yeah, and then they just disappeared. They stopped making those. So that was like yeah, a because big, it got all over your fingers. Yeah, I know. yeah. and then we're we're dying because it's like red dye. Or but something. you did like opening them, Greg, or not opening? Like uh, well, if you now, don't open them, there's no fun uh, anymore. True. Nowadays, the pistachios are easier to open than in the old days, right? I'm old. <laughs> they really so. improved the uh, packaging. <laughs> they're they're just, they no, do, it's, something's they wrong with the world because they, they chemically screwed up the pistachios. Because there used to be, if you had a pack of pistachios growing up, it's genetics, at least right? as at least five five out of ten, half you'd have to like crack, crack with your, with your teeth. teeth. There'd be no way right, to open them. They'd be, true. Now they're all perfectly, yep. like a little opening. What? Technology. What's the matter yeah. with that? It's great. Yeah. 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 Open them up. Does Stephen Colbert do a pistachio commercial am i crazy no he does i think he did do something for that the, i can the, get on board with pistachios just because of his salesmanship there you I go think. i'm gonna go cashews actually those are my favorite mm. sorry everyone like you like chinese food where they put like yes. chicken cashews yes Ugh, god really god help us all so uh, we went to a <laughs> we went to a folk festival in upstate new york a few yeah. weeks ago and there was a folk singer from new york and he was had these really funny cover songs and he had one song about a uh Nut addiction, or sorry, <laughs> not addiction, allergy, and it was to the song, uh, to the tune of uh, "Addicted to Love" by Robert. Palmer. Oh, but it was too like You're allergic addi- to, to nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and he had like a whole thing. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. Are you allergic to nuts? No? no, no. We know we didn't grow up. Is Adrian? I'm allergic to hazelnuts. Oh, really? Yep. I'll are break they, out in camp. You, you don't have any allergic no, nuts. No, nuts. Allergy. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, that was a real, who would have thought you like we could get one? so much out of nuts. You can get well a lot done. out of everything. That's why I claim, Neil, that's the whole point of the show. You and I can talk about anything for any length of time. Laptop or desktop? I mean, I I, loves I can laptop. only do a laptop. It's, I throw it in my back. Because I go to Starbucks all the time and write, and so and I do half my work at Starbucks, so right I'm now. laptop. That is incorrect. <laughs> laptop is garbage. I can, you get so much more firepower lap. with a desktop. I can't even say it. Lab. Is it a lab? Lab. It sits on your lap. I know, but I keep laptop. saying laptop. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how white trash well, I am. Here you go. Shit. Choice number two. Well, you are too. What? Oh, I'm not white trash. Your laptop. 
No, desktop. Shit. Are you well, kidding me? You're writing music everywhere. No, you gotta... no way. I'm going to go on a limb right now and say Paul is desktop. I am both laptop and desktop. Um, it's like bisexual. Because I, sometimes I go to the, <laughs> I, sometimes I go to a laptopy place like Starbucks and Thank do a little you. writing. But when I'm working mm. on music at home, I'm on the desktop. Yeah, for I mean, sure. And what do you write? What are you using on home? What, Pro Tools. Oh, Pro, Pro Tools. tools. There it. you go. So, there mostly. You go. Yeah. All right. I'll download that so I can feel like a musician. <laughs> yeah. yeah it'll it'll make instantly make you an awesome musician. Thank you. I got a good song in me. Laptop, desktop. Well, I, Desktop's probably better. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're a des- that's because he's a trading. trading. He still thinks trading. he's trading. Power. You, you need some power. power. You need a T1 line. <laughs> you can't like hit the button and hope your Wi-Fi right. takes the trade you got, like, in. You're like, you could lose money that way. Are you the right. guy that has like six monitors? So no, I cut down to one now. I used oh, to have you, three. Oh, you used to have You're down <laughs> to one yeah, monitor. I, I'm down uh, to one. I actually have two. I have my laptop and my desktop. Oh, but at the same time. Yeah, I used to have three. Did you use the Bloomberg... Not at, 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 at when the old job, we, the terminal was used. Of course. The Bloomberg Terminal. Okay. You you expensive, expensive. I just learned about the Bloomberg Terminal. You had, I had no idea where you amazing. made all this money. That's where you made the money. Do you feel like the girls like five terminals more? Like if you came, if they, they girls liked it if you had five What's the, yeah, what's the set optimum up. number it's of like, terminals it, to it, impress it, There's the definitely, women. like, this there, guy's a traitor. No, there's a correlation between <laughs> yeah. the many terminals and your, they say your penis size. Penis size. I don't know. I don't know. That's what they say. That's the rumor. That's why Neil has just his phone. <laughs> this little phone. He's looking I do everything. Off his phone. I do everything yeah. off my phone. <laughs> this guy's big uh, <laughs> But Neil has Neil's a Mac guy. What's the music business now? Mac or PC? Uh, Mac mostly for sure. Really? I only have ever used Mac. Yeah, because that means you're super. Use- it's just you're super creative if you do. No. Yeah. That's you're, what. That's what it nerd. means. You're super nerd. <laughs> sad. <laughs> super sad. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, Southern names: Billy Bob, Hoyt, Earl. Cooter, Cletus. Uh, what do you got, Neil? Oh, there's no more Southern name than Earl. Earl? Yeah, because you could hit Billy it. Bob. Billy Bob, Jerry Dawn. There's nobody in New York ever named Billy Bob. Now, because Billy Bob could mean just dumb, but Earl's just Southern. <laughs> <laughs> Greg? Who's the uh, coach for Alabama? Old coach? Tubby? Tubby? Yeah. Tubby's Tubby Smith. No, yeah, Tubby, Tubby Smith. Tubby. I, I'm oh, Tubby. Tubby. Tubby? Well, we had the Bubba. 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 That's a classic. Oh, That's a classic. <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, you want to weigh in? Uh, just that I don't think there's any Hoyts anymore. Hoyt, I think, is an extinct name. Uh, I the, What Billy Bob has going forward is the two name cachet. That's what, a big one. That's what are some of the artists? You got a couple of, you got to have a couple of Southern artists. Joshua Ray Walker is our Joshua guy. Well, he's got to have a middle name. Yeah. I was trying to go with, What's his I real tried na- what was his real name? Neil, Neil, <laughs> Neil Johnson. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually Joshua Ray Walker. I was trying to talk him into go with J.R. Walker, but he, oh. wasn't, he wasn't having it. Oh, okay. I sometimes try to like uh, get my artists to like come up with fake names now, like one word names. And do you use a fake name? I never, do they use fake names at hotels still? Built. Uh-huh. So they avoid oh. groupies. Do they use the fake names at hotel? Yeah. We don't have a huge groupie problem groupies. with our artists. Did you guys? Yeah. Did yeah. Oasis? Do you know what their name was yeah, in the hotel? Um, Letty Marcus. Yeah. I would use that. I, I, don't. I don't. Now, are you are you a big Texas guy? Like you have the boots and the cowboy hat and no. all that stuff? You never did. No, I never really. You never fell in that scene. I never really fit in totally as a, as a bona fide Texan. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think so. Billy Bob was a good name. Lenny, do you have yeah. groupies? Uh, zero. Zero groupies. Come on now. No, zero groupies. That's why he had to move places. He's constantly yep. moving. Too. I can give, I could say my hotel room number on stage. Nobody would pick me. <laughs> Nobody's showing up. Now, I wouldn't even show up. I get to the wrong room apparently every time. Um, all right, cell phone or landline? 
Well, <laughs> we might be the last one with the landline. It's I, truly embarrassing. Can I tell you, but I Bethel, love the landline. Your it's cell phone embarrassing. Is, no matter where I go, at least if I'm on the phone 15 minutes, the call will cut out. We just can't cut out our phone number that we want this. We, we're just addicted to have a stupid landline that Bethel talks to her mom on. That's the only reason we have it. Landline is... Do you do you use a landline phone? I wish I did. I wish I had one. I it's, love landlines too, but there's just the cell phone just is like the you know just dominates. So it's, you have no it's phone like the, in your apartment. You have no landline in your place. Cell phone is like the Muhammad Ali of cell phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't have a. Uh, you don't landline. have your landline. Cut my, yeah, yeah. Cut you, no landline anymore. We cut our landline out. Yes, that's because you want to just keep private. Well, I we keep we pay for it monthly just in case there's an emergency. We can plug a phone in, but we don't. I don't use it. Do you remember your phone number? You don't want number? Lulu answering the phone. That's what I think. Do you remember much. your phone number growing up? Um, No, I don't. I remember my addresses. Oh, but don't, my you don't remember your phone, phone number? number? No. Do you remember your phone of number? Of course. What yeah. is it? I can't remember say it because code. it's still in use. Okay, yeah, yeah. My my nephew, that's his number now. Oh, they, they, they took, took over? They took it and they gave, put it on a cell phone line for my it. nephew. So it's okay. going to stay. And it's very, very catchy. Got it. So don't it's a catchy that. number. It's a catchy number. <laughs> so what does your nephew it's, do when all the groupies call? I don't know, but he should. <laughs> his, if you can't remember this number, you can't remember any right. number. That's that's the thing. Do you remember the number growing up in Houston? No. Seven one three. To you? Is it seven one three? Yeah, seven one eight nine three three nine eight eight. Yeah, that's right. Whoa! My high school. I can number. almost remember Neil's cell phone number now. You can't remember anybody's number. Now. I remember. Yeah, I, the, remember I remember somewhere. my girlfriend's high school phone number that I used to call. Mm. <laughs> nice. That's kind of. That's sick. Do you really want to say that sick. on air? Is that sad? <laughs> sick that person. is sad. Should I go to jail? Are you still calling her in the <laughs> middle of the night crying? No, come back to me. Yeah, exactly. And I remember Jay Watt's phone number. I shouldn't say his name probably either. But JJ Watt from the JJ Watt from the Texans. Yeah, damn it, he's not related. All right, let's do All one right. more. Country or rock and roll? Oh man, God, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Duh. I watched the country special on PBS, so I feel like it's, you know, it's right from where I'm from, Big Stone Gap, Bristol, Tennessee, so I feel like I'm pretty much, I just... You're going to say country. I'm white trash country. But Bruce Springsteen's your favorite. Yeah, I know, I know. Is I he just, really? Yeah. I, After Bruce, all this time. That's awesome. I cried you know at the Broadway show. Oh, really? Cried like a baby. Really? Yeah, yeah. It really hit me. Because uh, Controversial uh, opinion here. Really? He's not a great storyteller. Um, oh. Did you see the Broadway... Oh, yeah. He's great at acting like he's telling stories. He doesn't divulge enough information. Did you see the Broadway show? (laughs) No. Yeah, you just got to go to the show. First of all, the tickets were impossible. I'm crying partly because I won the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've won something. So I I admit that I've got caught up in this. I'm the only one that paid $70. (laughs) The guy next to me paid like $1,700 for this. So me and Bethel, Bethel did not cry. And she looked at me like I was a little sad, like I was pathetic. But me and a bunch of guys around, we were all crying. Wow. He told he spun a tale. Did you guys hug and <laughs> we almost did. <laughs> well, it like was his a, book. His book was like, you know, I was so excited about his book, but he just doesn't really give enough dirt. It's all very generalized things. Oh, and then I felt like that I had the dude, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, well, fucking tell me who, you know. No, the Broadway show did that. It okay. got okay. it got down to the did he, I still did he, say his did details. He throw shade. Did he throw shade at any person? No, I okay, I so think that out. Out. Yeah, I think though, I think that his Broadway show, his music, he stripped down his music, so he told you why he sung, sang the song, and then and then the the crying wasn't because of him, the emotion was because everybody in the fucking room is old, yeah, and life had They're passed staring him, at death, life yes. had passed him by, <laughs> and you're crying, you're crying, are emotionally swept up because you know 
something happened to your, you know, because he talks yeah. about his parents. It's all downhill. Yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you've summited. He got me. It's all, you're on the backside. So I would, it's pretty much no different than me crying at like a Lifetime movie. Well, so, go see To Kill a Mockingbird <laughs> if you want to cry. <laughs> there you go. Or uh, um, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, my God. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. If you want to, if you, ha- you need a good Dear cry, Evan Hansen, pass me a tissue. Uh, exactly. Wait, you didn't watch the country right. special on PBS? Uh, I haven't yet. I, thought, I would love to. The, you're talking yeah, about the Ken was, Burns. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, I'm sure good. it's awesome. I'm going to go with rock and roll since I cannot stomach 99.9% of country music. Have you ever heard Sorry. of Amarillo by Morning? Uh, Amarillo by Morning. Yeah, you that's sent the me the link. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's the only reason I heard of it. You sent me the link last week because <laughs> we're going to do a country music quiz. I had time. to listen to freaking country music at Baylor every freaking night. Yeah, when we exactly. Go out. That's why it's ingrained I guess if in you're immersed head. in it, it would probably be better and whatever. Now, okay. Some of it's great. Some of it's One shit. more. We have time for one more. You would you rather win a CMA or a Grammy then, Neil? Mm. The Country Music oh. Award or the Grammy? I definitely I think I could make more money if I got a Grammy. So yeah, Grammy. 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 <laughs> Grammy. Grammy it is. We have winners. And you've been down that road. You've have been you been down the Grammys? You've been down the Grammy. I road. have not. I'm a Grammy member. I'm a Grammy voter. Oh, very actually nice. Actually nominated a to no avail some of our artists, a couple of our artists this year, which was kind of fun. But I've not been to the actual show. Because it's, you know, whatever. But you're in that world. You got people heading into that Grammy, like, I got people atmosphere. coming to me saying, hey, man, hire me to do some Grammy promotion for $5,000. <laughs> like, like, that's a part of a recording contract yeah, for yeah. bigger labels is there, there is a budget for Grammy Gr- promotion. A Grammy promotion. All right. The way we end the show is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. Um, Neil, would you like to begin? Uh, sure. Go. Well. I haven't got the coronavirus yet, so that's the that's good, good thing. That is good news. It is. Now, kinda... when I watch TV, I feel like the world is collapsing. I can't go outside. Everybody's going to die. And yeah. then I walk outside, and it doesn't seem to be that bad. So either I'm getting lied to, or we're all dying, one of the know. two. I hope Could you're... you just tell me what it is so I know? I don't know, but it's, they say it's coming. So I know it's they like, keep saying that. Everybody like has the, it. All I have is the theme from Jaws in my head. It's coming. Dun-dun. Greg, one good thing and one bad thing. <clears throat> uh, one bad thing, I have an acid reflux. Oh, that oh, is bad. Shit. That's really that bad. It hit me this right? week, and I'm on medication now. Prilosec for or I bought the Prilosec. Prilosec. What do you got? What'd you eat What'd to give you, you heartburn? Greg? You can't I, eat past I, 7 p.m., Greg. I've been having trouble sleeping because mm-hmm. of the heartburn, so I had to take this medicine. Oh man, that, that's it. My bad thing. That's a potter. <laughs> that, that that's that runs in our white trash. That's a white trash side of the family. Well, usually the response a, is to drink more Budweiser, but I'm gonna cut back on drinking. Uh, nice, <laughs> Paul. One good thing, one bad thing of the week. How far back can I go? Can I technically go back yeah. to last Monday? Sure. <laughs> so, we um, there. Uh, so we went and saw John Baptiste, who's Stephen Colbert's like musical director. Correct. At oh, yeah. Rockwood Music Hall on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. He still so is. This is. This is like, uh, yeah, still is his yeah. musical director. And just like this beautiful guy, right? This amazing god on piano, like he's sick. And so this is a, like a kind of like, why would you put up with living in New York kind of story? Because mm-hmm. while we were there on a Monday night, at the end of his show, it was the night before Mardi, Mardi Gras, and, and at midnight, the whole band like second-lined out at the club and down the street to Pretty some other cool. play. It was amazing. But the previous day, we had seen a um, special about this blind piano player named Matthew Whitaker. Born blind, phenomenal piano player, has taken over. He's been to 200 countries, and they had a whole big CBS morning special about this blind kid who played piano. So at the end of John Pass Baptiste's set, one song left to go, he looks up and he goes, where's Matt Whitaker at? 
So this blind piano player that I had just seen on TV the previous day oh, wow. goes up to the stage and they do like the Star Spangled Banner and this whole thing. And it was just like crazy good. That's why you live in New York. Wow. Yeah, that's, on a pretty, night. that's pretty amazing. That, that, you that, will see cool. stuff like that once in a while. It's pretty cool. Um, my one good thing of the week. I think it's pretty much official now, Neil. We can say it. Supermarket Sweep is a go. Yep. Neil Potter has signed a contract, so Whoa. he will nice. be Whoa. in Supermarket Sweep along with Bethel. Whoa. Um, we're looking at scripts now. We're going to have to figure out how to get you yep. to do funny things on national television. So I'm very happy for you guys. Please, Neil, help me make this a success. <laughs> so uh, It's going to be big. All right. The only thing that could derail it is the coronavirus, yep. death, or... <laughs> it was a little scary. I have to admit, I went to eat Toto Ramen. That and Saturday night. No, I w- we walked into Toto Ramen Saturday night. Yeah. And it's like wall to wall packed. It is. Never. Not one. We literally walked right in. And I was oh. like, uh-oh. A virus. I, that's the only thing I can think People of. Why this place was anything empty. I Asian. guess. I guess. I don't know. That was kind of scary. Kinda stupid. Um, but anyway, the only thing that could be derailed Neil's career now is <laughs> bad fate. So who knows, right, Greg? You never know. This is Neil. exciting. It's very exciting. Or if there's a shortage of mops. <laughs> That's right. Neil's going to be mopping the floor. Maybe they're like, because of the coronavirus, we'll there's no see. more mops. I'll I think Neil's going to play a security guard. We'll see. All right. All right. So Paul Williams, your website, statefairrecords.com. Sure. That one works. And uh, paulwilliamsrecordings.com. That works as well. Okay. Social media is at statefairrecord or at state underscore fair underscore records. Do you have a personal one that you would like people to follow you or are you going to go with those? No. That's fine. That's fine. a good list. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Thank come you. back again. We have more music. We're musicians by heart. No. I can <laughs> at least hit a note. And Neil. Can you produce his comedy album, please? Yeah. I did get to record Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses one time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Sweet, sweet guy. Yeah? He that's wrote, a, he wrote uh, Sweet Child of Mine. That guy did. That's a mm. teaser for episode two with Paul. There, there we go. you go. <laughs> All right. Come back again, Paul. We'll talk some more music. All right. Bye, you guys. See you next week. See you.